Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Super Bowl is over. The NBA trade deadline is about to end. But you know what? It's all good. Because I know when these trades are all said and done, I know where I'm going to put all my money on the games. I'm going to go to mybookie.ag. They got a mobile site. So, well, right now I'm going to work. So, I can bet on my lunch break. Or in the the garage. Depends on what uh, game I have a good feeling on. They got plenty of games to bet on. Plenty of ways to make money. So, if you go now, enter the promo code SHARE. And they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar. So if you put 100 they give you 100 back. So you get $200 to bet with. Go to mybookie.ag, guys. You bet, you win, you get paid. Welcome in, fellas, to another, and ladies as well, to another Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. I'm your host, Vlad Harris. Brought to you by Armchair Media. Take a seat. So, happy Thursday to you guys. It's currently 38 degrees right now in Houston. So, I'm getting a lot of ice warnings as I drive. I guess, you know, that your car you know, gives you ice warnings. This one does. And I would love to have made this right turn if uh, somebody would just would have put their turn signal on at the head of time. But that's life. We'll work, we'll work with it. That's just what people do. Last minute turn signals. Anyways. It's 38 degrees here. So it's cold. The high is going to be, I think, 57, which, you know, really in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, it's more t-shirt weather. But the 57 in Houston is a little different in Pittsburgh because in Houston, we're used to 100 degree weather. And when you dip down to 57, well... Yeah, it's not as fun. Whereas in Pittsburgh, we're used to sub-zero temperatures in wintertime. So when that 57 hits or, you know, anything, you know, actually anything above 40 degrees, I would say, we're, we're happy as hell. I mean, we're, we're wearing our hoodies. And, yeah. So even T-shirts. You know, depending how, you know, you know, how your blood is. You know, for me, I think when I used to do like warehouse home delivery, I was always, for some reason, I always was in a short sleeve shirt because I didn't feel like putting on a jacket on when going outside. If I wasn't going to be out there for that long, I just, you know, I kept the short, short sleeves on to a point where I, you know, it would take, you know, it 
would take the temperatures to be below 20 for me to actually wear a jacket because I would wear I would just wear a hoodie no matter what. It didn't matter what day it was. Well, I mean, summertime I didn't I didn't wear a hoodie, but pretty much most of the winter I just wore I wore a hoodie because I didn't I didn't really need a jacket. I think at one time I had to go buy a jacket and I didn't know which what kind of jacket to buy because I just didn't know what was you know what was what was cool anymore. Oh, anyways. All right, well, as far as uh, pick goes, we got a whole bunch of news. Well, lots of fun things. We'll get the we'll get one thing out of the way first. Uh, Pit Hoops lost their Notre Dame last night. Notre Dame, as people pointed out, they're they're doing pretty well at home. You know, they're they're eleven three at home this year and. Pitt usually has a tough time at South Bend, and doesn't matter what sport it is, whether it's football or basketball. And, of course, Notre Dame shot lights out. And Pitt just couldn't keep up with them. You know, that's just how it is. I mean, Pitt, on the flip side, got a big, had a, had, had a pretty, uh, they got production out of their big three. Because Ryan Murphy was out. Champagne, McGowan's, and X. All were in double figures. But at the end of the day, Notre Dame just had more arsenal. And they were hitting on their targets more. And that's just the gist of it, you guys. I mean, it was 42-33 at halftime, and then... Pitt started to make a comeback, and then Notre Dame went on a run, and that was really about it. Pitt just, you know, couldn't keep up. It sucks to lose that game because Pitt really needed it, but, you know, this team, I doubt, like I said before, I doubt they go to the NCAA tournament. I'd love to be wrong, but in this case, I may not be. Maybe an IT and a CBI possibly, but you know, like I said, this, this team reminds me of the 01, 2000, 2001 team where they didn't make the tournament, but they left you with a lot to be possible about. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna live in a world pretty much where Penn State is gonna be in the NCAA tournament and probably possibly Duquesne. Well, I mean, Duquesne has been struggling as of late. Mainly because, you know, a lag 10 play started and the games are just going to get tougher. Oh, well. I guess maybe it'll be, I mean, yeah, it'll be weird seeing uh, Penn State in the tournament, but I think the last time they were in a tournament, at the Chelsea was their uh, coach, and he was gone not too long after that. I think um, the, year, the year after... Um, they made a tournament. He was there, and he uh, abruptly left for Navy, where he is currently twelve and nine as coach at Navy right now. I mean, he's um, he's had some winning seasons with Navy. It just they never made a tournament. But it's Navy basketball, so what can you do? I mean, they haven't really been much since probably David Robinson was there. And Paul Evans. 
But Pitt's got Georgia Tech next. Winnable game. It's at home. All Pitt can do is keep winning and just keep building. That's all I can do. I just, you know, I mean, that's pretty much the whole gist of it. All right. Now let's get to some more fun stuff. Uh, Pitt wrapped up its recruiting class. They got a kicker. And, of course, they got a um, quarterback, a four-star, Rashard Battle, out of Georgia. He was a Maryland uh, commit. He ends up in Pitt. But the Iowa State kicker, I think they, they flipped him from uh, Iowa State, I believe. So, we always need kickers. But, you know, picked out of two more players. And, hey, you know what? I, I don't mind another quarterback. I'll take it. Shoot. I'm sure you guys would as well. Anyways. I guess uh, a lot of our fun things came up during, I guess, the, uh, you know, that whole event they had for, you know, Lara Tent Day. It seems like the early sign day is kind of taking away the luster of the, um, of the signing period because pretty much we're able to wrap up our, um, you know, our class, early and there may be a few holdouts so you know we're not getting that whole excitement as we used to get where where we you know where we or you know in february whatever we log into rivals scout.com or although it's something else now probably i think is it is it 24 7 now that they merge i think Whatever the case, whatever site, whether it's Panther Digest, Panther Moore, Panther Lair, or you know, if you're gonna go on the Cardiac Hill, or Pit Blather, Dream Backfield, at, oh Athletics Pit, I can't forget them, or PGH Sports Now. Man, there's a lot of sites. I remember one time it was just Scout and Rivals. Those were your two main ones, and you know there was there, there was some sort of rivalry between both of them as well because on the one side you had um, you know you had Chris Peak who's still there Panther Lair and then the other side you had well you had Bob Lickenfields at Panther Digest although Bob I think at one point went national he took a more of a national um, I think he covered the East Regional I think for recruiting But he would drop in and give stuff that he would know, you know, stuff that he was hearing, you know, from the, from the you know, from the locals. But, um, you know, you know, for a while, you know, Harry Passeros ran it. And I think it was, it was actually Harry and Bob, and, you know, that, that was a fun time. Because Pitt just hired Dave Wanstatt. And there was so much buzz around the pit program because they just came off a BCS bowl game. And there, you know, Pitt was in it with a lot of Whitfield kids. And it was just an exciting time. I mean, of course, sign day was always fun too because, you know, there was always, you know, Dave would at least would give us a surprise here and there. You know, he would he would have some, some recruit would come out of nowhere that he was, they were offering and whatever. I remember, um, you know, when he when he first was the hired, 
I think Sunday he pulled Conridge Collins, and he was a four-star, you know, recruit. We were all excited about that. But of course, you always had the sign day defections as well. I mean, we've had those. Shoot, we've had a share of those. And of course, the biggest one had to be, you know, the 2004 season or no, yeah, the 2004 class. I would say where on sign day we were pretty much left at the altar by um, players that we recruited and we had commitments from. I mean, Andrew Johnson, he was a five-star out of North Hills. He ends up going to Miami. And Anthony Morelli, who we all knew, we pretty much knew, you know, I, I mean, it was pretty obvious when he decommitted from Pitt, he was reopening that pretty much he wasn't coming to Pitt anymore. Yeah, Morelli, he... He decommitted, and he uh, ended up going with Penn State. And I think he was pretty much dead set on Penn State when Joe made the in-house visit, I believe, because I think Morelli gave him a a nice little box or present or whatever it was that said, it would be great to play for you, Coach, you know, because because obviously, you know, Pitt took him to Pasta 2, I believe, believe, is what happened. Yeah, they had the uh, visits. Pitt took him to Pasta too, I believe, and of course Joe did the Joe did the uh, the in-house visit where they had a home cooked meal, and the home cooked meal is always going to beat eating out in terms of recruiting, because well, you're sitting down, you're having a home cooked meal with family with family and friends, and And of course, you know, as far as you know, stereotypical stereotypical stuff goes, you know, Morelli's Italian, so yeah, that's obviously that's a night, you know, it's a big thing amongst Italians. I wouldn't say, you know, much so Italians. I think just you know, a lot of families in general. I mean, we all love to sit down and have a meal together. I mean, usually it's usually on weekends. You know, never, never during the work that work week because work weeks are hectic. But at the end of the day, you come on the weekends and you sit down and you have a meal. I mean, that's that's of course why all your family lives close. You're, you know, your all your family's close in terms of relationships. But anyways, let's get let's get away from all that and go to you know back to the points at hand. But yeah, we've Pitt's had a share of heartbreaks and awesome things and well. But, you know, I think one thing the, uh, you know, these two sign days does is that is it decreases the heartbreak. Because when that sign day comes, the early one, do, one does, then the uh, recruit who's having second thoughts can say, oh, well, shit, I got to sign soon, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to decommit, you know, with the reopen my new recruitment. Because I don't think I want to sign this. Or some who just don't want to sign at the moment because, yeah, same reason. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not much luster. I mean, I mean, it's kind of, you know, this, these two sign periods, you know, usually this, this this one here always had a lot of buzz. But this this year, not so much. I mean, there's not there wasn't much hype. It was like, oh, yeah, we just, oh, by the way, we had two more guys. Yeah, we're, we're done with our class. Oh, well, that's life. It's weird, you know, I'm fine, you know, 
I'm getting these notifications on my phone from Class Dojo. It's what teachers use to communicate with their uh, students or the, the parents. And I'm just finally getting uh, messages from her, you know from her teacher that uh, my daughter's teacher that you know I sent a while back, and, she, and of course the responses are late, and I already have the answers. But whatever. Okay, let's get to the fun part of all this. Even more fun. Uh, Mark D'Antonio, out of nowhere, retired from Michigan State. He went and tweeted his uh, little tribute where he thanked everyone. And so, you know, tough decision, but, you know, it's time to go, blah, blah, blah. Which, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's... If you know Mark D'Antonio followed the guy, it doesn't seem like this would be something he would do. This uh, this would be how he were, would retire. That he would go on social media and do it, you know that's that's the that's the weirdest thing is he did on social media. I would think he would have um, you know had a press conference, or just sent out a press release and said the hell with it. Nope, instead on Twitter. But long story short, I guess um, there were some more NCAA infractions, some violations that he committed. I guess they were coming his way. And, of course, he um, he could have retired um, weeks ago, but if he stayed on by a certain date, he got his $4 million bonus. So, he got, you, know, he, you know, he gets a nice little, uh, you know, little severance package. He gets his bonus, and I'm sure whatever is left on his contract. And he's done. I mean, I'm sure it was long overdue. I mean, you guys know that he was, um, this was eventually going to come, that he was going to retire. You know, the ride was on the wall for for him, I think. But I'm just surprised now it happened, you know, the timing of this. You would have thought this would have happened right after the season ended, but I, th- I think he intended to stay on and fix, you know, what was wrong with the program because basically the defense was fine at Michigan State. The problem was the offense. The offense sputtered the last few seasons. And of course, you know, Michigan obviously is starting to come on, on the come up. But he obviously is not going to be able to fix it because, well, more violations came his way. And and now he gets to go and retire. I don't know. And naturally, the, uh, the Sparduzzi movement, hashtag Sparduzzi, came into play as, uh, well, obviously Pat was going to be the, you know, the obvious, one of the obvious choices. Him and Luke Fickle are um, the two obvious ones. But uh, at the uh, event last night, Pat reaffirmed his uh, commitment to Pitt. And his goal is to be here. I mean, you could, t- you could, you could dissect Pat's out, you know, words in his speech. Well, he says his goal is to stay in Pitt. That, miss, that doesn't mean he's going to stay here. That was the one thing. I knew that people would, would pick that apart. And yeah, there's still a chance Pat Narduzzi could leave. He's uh, he's not leaving this time. I can say that much. I think what happens here is, unless they can get, like, um, unless Michigan State can really get somebody really you know, eye-opening, I believe they're going to get somebody that's... Um, a short-term hire 
that's going to give them a, um, you know, pretty much a, a way to clean house from the D'Antonio era and start anew with somebody um, fresh and funky. And who knows? I mean, if Pat Narduzzi uh, starts really killing it at Pitt, maybe uh, when the short-term hire Michigan State goes away, maybe he goes back to East Lansing. Those are some things you just can't really, you know, you can't roll out. I think they go short-term and try to, you know, clean up whatever um, mess that they have. And then then they go out and they find their man, whoever it is. But it's obviously not going to be Penner Doozy. I mean, Penner Doozy was a carbon copy of Mark D'Antonio. And I don't think Michigan State wants that right now. I think they're going to want somebody more offensive-minded, like a Luke Fickle. Because basically they got to play against Michigan and Michigan, you know, Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State. So you got to keep up with those three. You got to have plenty of firepower. I mean, sure, you got to play defense, but you got to have firepower as well. You got to score touchdowns, put up lots of points. That's what's been missing for Michigan State the last uh, few years. So we'll see what happens there. You know, Pat obviously had us, you know, released a, uh, a video on social media about that. I think Wolf of Wall Street, where he was staying. It'd be hilarious though if um, if he did uh, end up taking the Michigan State job. If he would post a uh, the Jerry Maguire, like who's coming with me? I'm leaving. Who's coming with me? I would love to see that if he would have, if he would if he would have flipped and changed his mind and went to East Lansing. And props to the uh, social media department of Pitt. I mean, they've been really killing it with this with, with all this stuff. You know, the live wires, the videos, and of course all the, all this fun stuff with uh, the photoshopping. I mean, you know, it's been pretty cool. I mean. Uh, of course, there was Halloween where um, you know Carlos Zavgo. You all remember him? He he was a um, recruiting writer for twenty four seven. Now he's on the pit staff. He uh, dressed up in a uh, pit uniform and pretended to be that statue. And he was scaring the piss out of everybody. I mean, he made one he made one offensive lineman uh, try to uh, try to punch him. But yeah, I mean that was um, that was a fun time. So yeah, I mean, Pat's happy. I mean, he's, he he talked about Heather like. I mean, how much you know he really likes enjoys working with her. And Pat's obviously very uh, optimistic about the future. And yeah, you know, we should be optimistic as well. I mean, we were on the cusp of losing him, and it seemed, but not so much. And so people's narratives have gone now because. They can't, you know, say, well, you know, Pitt may lose him. and No. He put an end to it and, of course, told his players to stay off Twitter because, of course, we were, we were going to have a field day with it. But if you looked at a lot of the Pitt reaction on Twitter when uh, Antonio retired, we were all surprised. But we all figured Pat wasn't going to leave for the most part. So we weren't really, you know, we weren't, we weren't really too, um, you know, too down the dumps. We all knew. We all pretty much knew that um, you know there was probably a good chance that he wasn't going to get hired. 
that Michigan will probably go with a more sexier hire, or if anything, somebody sh- short term. And I think that's what short term is probably going to have to go because their athletic department is a mess right now. And although Tom Izzo is going to stay no matter what, I mean he's the captain of the Titanic. Although his team is doing really well, it's just the uh, you know. Yeah, life department's the Titanic right now, but he's gonna stay on on board with his with his ship, and you know, when it comes crashing down, he'll try to stay afloat with what he has. Oh well, guys, I'll wrap it up here. Have a good weekend. Make sure to um, if you're gonna play, play some games this weekend, NBA, college. Go to mybookie.ag, promo code chair, drop a hundred, get a hundred back. Go bet, win some money, and Valentine's Day is coming up. So, yeah, there you go. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Hell a pit. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.